It's the heretic of the week. No, I'm just fucking with you. It's not the heretic of the week because this isn't the goddamn heretic happy hour. That didn't even register. Oh, you didn't? It's the goddamn bonfire sessions. If you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have thought. (laughs) No, we don't do that. We don't do the cheesy bits on here. Sound bites. Fuck the sound bites. No, I'm playing. I love the heretic happy hour. Shit. I do. Aside from the sound bites, aside from that, it's it's very good. The only one that bugs me is the ka-ching one. That one still <laughs> gets me. Like, I don't mind that Jamal is, like, fucking beating that dead horse of a hotline for the last... The person next to us is smoking a lot of weed because they're like... <laughs> I, I miss that sound. <laughs> but Jamal beats that hotline dead horse like it's fucking not dead. And it's dead. Still kind of funny, though, I guess. Some of the sound bites, though. I mean, the it's not funny on some level. No, it is. I mean, see, it's funny. Like, like sometimes you do a bit and it's funny, and then it wears out. But if you keep, if you push through the wear out period, and now it's ridiculous how long it's been going, then it gets funny again. Right, and I think it. Do you think it goes on eternally? Like, probably at this point, if you make it through that that weird period, it's just like a wave. Like, yeah, and then it just like builds and builds and builds. Yeah. It's it's like um maybe it's like coming. <laughs> like it's great at first and then you're done. But then maybe if you jump back in it, like it just continues to build and build and build. But maybe we'll come again and then Jamal's bit won't be as funny. But I don't know. We're still building. I think it's funny still. The kaching is not funny to me. When I cuss I wait for it, it kinda of throws me off. It still throws me off. Was the kaching ever funny? Mm. It was when we were doing it, like, um, where I was going to donate a certain amount. It was like a cussathon. But then I kind of just covered it. We got lazy and we're like, we can't count this. Like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to every episode and count how many times I cussed. So then I just donated royalties for one month. And Really? That's not what Ralph gets paid for? <laughs> you couldn't do that? Yeah, no time to do that shit, man. <laughs> He's doing too fucking much. I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't think he... Um, well, you always half expect something to go well. You're right there, boss. You want to <clears throat> yeah. go. You want to go for the stomach, yeah. not the lungs, with the with the liquid. Yeah, um, I, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, failed. I think you know. Anytime, like I'm sure he saw choir as like this is what I want to do with it, and I want it to grow and get big. But then you never know when it something is going to catch on. And I think he's to the point where he's not. I'm he's not, not sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't quote me. Like, but it's where like, damn, choir's kind of taken off, and it's still a one man show. He's like stretched thin. You know what I mean? Like, he's got fucking books all the time. He's got four podcasts or something. Starts to get too much, man. And book submissions all the fucking time. I. This might be too personal, but can he afford to get? Somebody else? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. just just I curious. That's, that's the, all. I think that's the dream is to get some help. That would be the dream. Yeah, yeah, which would be awesome. Like, I would love to see Choir grow. That's why I went with yeah, it for the course. first time. There's something in my gut that was like, you know, I pub- published with Whip and Stock the first book, all set free, and then I could have sent from the Blood of Abel to them. I bet they would have published it. But I was like, I don't even know how I ran into Choir. Maybe Jamal. I think I was friends with Jamal before Choir, and then he published a book with Choir, and I was like, oh, what is that? And something in my gut was like, do it. Jump on board. Like, this is a very, like, s- startup. 
but it's fucking grown. I mean, sometimes things grow to where you don't expect them to or you haven't planned for it, you know? It's like, what the fuck do I do with this now? I mean, as long as you're doing what you love doing, like, why wouldn't you do that? Oh, totally. Because you never know if it's going to take off, so no, you, you might as well try. No, I've done stuff where I'm like, oh, this is going to kill. Fucking just <laughs> shits out. Then I have stuff that I'm just like, eh, whatever. And it'll blow up. Who the fuck knows? It's hard to gauge it. I, I, I guess most of the time I probably can gauge it. <laughs> so you just gotta <laughs> whore yourself out you have there. To, yeah, you gotta whore yourself out And something sure. will stick something, eventually. Something Probably. Will. Yeah, something will. I mean, mathematically, it's gotta happen. If you just keep on doing it. Just keep on doing it. Unless you and then, Unless you, you really, really suck. <laughs> really <laughs> suck. <laughs> then don't quit your day job. Which you and I haven't. <laughs> but even, yeah. So even Wait, whatever. You, whatever that means. Take from that what you will. Quit bumping into my Sorry. beautiful table. Sorry, I'm not being very bo- Buddhist or whatever. Slow down. Breathe. You should see the setup we have. It's so funny. We've had this, um, this is a, we're sitting on this lovely table from Kmart, maybe. And <laughs> chairs from Kmart. And I think this, um, this is, we use a tablecloth. And I put that in quotes because it's a fucking, what, it do you, is, what do you call it, a curtain? It's one of those real thin curtains from Ikea, like nine bucks. Oh, it's not actually technically a tablecloth? <laughs> no, it's a folded in half <laughs> oh. curtain. Oh, uh, now, yeah, now I'm noticing you, the seams. You're noticing okay. the seams? Yeah. <laughs> and this know. shit has like <laughs> spills and stains and dirt and burn holes. And, <laughs> and one day it. we're going to sell it. One day we're going to sell it to one of you. Poor chaps, suckers. Someone. No, we'll do. Uh, I was thinking we do a. Um, we like sign it, pour a bunch of wine on it or something, <laughs> and then so and then we could do like a um, like a silent auction, and we just donate the proceeds. So you get this shitty thing that's worthless, and you donate whatever amount to, I don't know, the Preemptive Love Coalition <clears throat> or something like that, or hopefully some good charity. Yeah. To get to get uh, immigrant children out of cages, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that for for, for shizzle. Not to make a joke out of it, but no, to I bring mean, it no, back. I mean, to bring it back I would... serious. Yeah, <laughs> do something good in the world. I'm enjoying a um, a a second in a row podcast of having rum and coke. It's a drink I had forgotten about. It was a drink in my younger years that I enjoyed. You know, early twenties. Uh-huh. Kind of got away from it. It's lovely. Yeah, it's it's a classic. It's definitely refreshing. It is refreshing. I don't like all the sugar, so but you know. Splurge. So we make it pretty strong. Yeah, exactly. And splurge on podcast recording night, and that's yeah. So yeah, what is what episode is this? Twenty four. Is it twenty five? No, twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four. Bank uh, and we talked so much about Trump. I thought it would be a good episode to maybe get a little more abstract and talk like pol- politics as, <clears throat> as a philosophy and where we stand on things. And because we shit on Trump pretty easily, anyone can shit on Trump. He's kind of a moron. Not that you shouldn't, but it's not that hard. It's not that hard. The jokes write themselves, you know. But let's talk more uh, political philosophy because I don't think we've ever done that. Normally, yeah, in our bond sp- specific, yeah, like what what do you stand for and yeah. why? And if I recall correctly, I don't even know if we've talked about it 
before recording the show. Just sitting around the bonfire. It's been more theological, <clears throat> pop cultural. Now, I'm pretty sure that all the stuff on this show has been specifically related to Trump. And from what we've said, you can probably infer <laughs> sure. a couple of things as to who we are and what we believe. Definitely. But can you re- can you recall us talking like political philosophy before we even recorded? I, I can't. And maybe that's the whiskey speaking. I mean, we've been... But <laughs> over the years, like... It's hard to remember exactly what we talked about. My wife like asked me, what do you guys talk about? Uh, how long do you got? And I don't know. It's not that easy. I mean, yeah, it's hard to keep track with all the <laughs> totally. twists and turns. And mm-hmm. We generally talk about the same sorts of things. Yeah, in I mean, some manner. Things related to universalism and anti-republicanism. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you're kicking off with? Your politics is whatever is the opposite of Republicans? Yeah, no, well, that's, I think that might be how I define myself. It, I, would, I might be a never-Trumper. Like, I don't really care who gets elected next, just as long as it's not Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody I would want less than him. And I'm pretty desperate to get him out of uh, yeah. office. But I think the direction I want to go is more like, forget Trump for all together for a second and just like where do we stand politically in general not necessarily in the current climate i mean sometimes outstanding or superlative circumstances extenuating circumstances yeah like man i've never voted democrat but i would be inclined to do what i can to not have someone like donald trump in office but forget him for a second like like what's uh, where where are we at? What do politics mean to us? Um, where would we fall on the spectrum of I don't know economically, socially, and politically all kind of wrapped up in <clears throat> one giant Venn diagram? I'm not sure. Maybe social democrat would be the right uh, term, mm-hmm. but anything. That is aware of um, uh, the society that you live in. Yeah. I mean, uh, the poor. I mean, I I haven't, I'm not really a social activist, but I mean, I feel like that's what government should be for, is for making sure that, you know, there's not a whole lot of poor people, unemployed, um, homeless people. I mean, I feel like. Lifting up. The least of these is that what you're saying? That should be the the function of government. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I mean, very, very anti-authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Which I feel is what America is kind of slipping towards, and the rest of the world towards authoritarian. Yeah. There seems to be more and more like a really authoritarian, nationalistic, and not in a, not nationalistic in a good way, but nationalistic no. in a very. I, I think know. it might be, uh, well, as us versus you, right? Yeah, versus yeah. rather than I'm just proud to be who I am, but yeah, but you still actually love other countries and you want other countries right. to succeed, right? Yeah, it's it's almost like I'm proud to be who I am because we think and care about the least and other countries and the poor. Not in spite of 
those other countries. I feel like we're getting towards a place where we're like nationalistic above other countries rather than we're well, nationalistic because we're proud that we serve other countries or we serve the poor people. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, 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 no, it's all in how how Trump says it. it. America first. If anything, America first. Meaning we're going to get what America wants first. And if the rest of you countries, if there's anything left that uh, for you other countries, that's fine. If not, I mean, America is just going to do what America is going to do. Right. Right. And I would hear America first and be like, sure, I, I agree with that in principle. America being the idea that the poor have a place, that yeah. the downtrodden have a place, like the like the poem on the Statue of Liberty. So America first, yeah, we'll take the lead in our servitude toward our people, other nations. We're not going to be the empire that we fought a revolutionary war to get away from, which we kind of act towards, we kind of act as now. <laughs> we've replaced the British yeah. Empire. So, you know, we we that's how we think of America first, like, but yeah, I would think like I hear Donald Trump say America first and I'm like, yeah. Let's be the first at Right. I mean, serving I, the the least among us. I was I, that's not what I meant. Yeah, I know it's not what you meant. <laughs> that's what I mean, though. I have no problem with false modesty. Well, I sorry. I have a huge problem with false modesty. <laughs> <laughs> I said that wrong. Um, like yeah, there's no if you can recognize that you're the best at feeding the poor, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, take I mean, the lead. I have no problem promoting yourself in that way, yeah. saying that you're the first. Yeah. If you can back, if you can back that up, right? You can back that ass up. No, which we can't. We can't. We're not. We're not very good at that shit. But that's not what we mean. That's not what we mean when we when we hear America first. It's it or any anyone first, like any. Uh, leader of a country is like that guy in Brazil. If he says Brazil first, it's like, yeah, we know what you mean. First in spite of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And first mean first you in charge being in charge of the first country. So you get to be the first person. You get to be the savior, the messiah. The chosen one. I'm <clears throat> with you on all that. I'm totally with you on that should be the role of society. And I, I would say that's really, really hard to do if you have <clears throat> an authoritarian in charge. I mean, power corrupts. And, I mean, yeah. it all, I mean, at some point you're, you're going to get somebody like Mr. T that, uh, <laughs> I pity the fool. I mean, you can of course have the philosopher king that, uh, like Plato or Aristotle, who wrote about the philosopher king? Was one it Aristotle? Two. Might have been one of those two. Safe to, it's safe to say it was Socrates, Aristotle, or Plato. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has. It's definitely one of those. It could be Heraclides, uh, but now I'm just name dropping like a dork. But it's it's likely those three. <laughs> one of those three. But what's interesting is, according to one of those three, democracy is actually only one step above uh, anarchy, the bottom of the list. Like we think that uh, monarchies are are like the blame, the bane of. Human civilization, um, but, but no, I mean it's 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 a lot easier to get stuff done if you just have one person in charge, um, and if that person is moral and uh, has a good heart, yeah, yeah. the country is going to do very well. But if you don't, if he has a corrupt heart, it's going to be very hard to to stop his reign of terror. Like who's going to stop him? Like, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I think any time, like you, you said something about like putting anarchy on the on the bottom. I worry because anytime, like you said, power corrupts, and even the philosopher king, you know, any sort of power could corrupt someone like that, even if they had a moral or a good heart. I don't know if... I always descend into anarchy because of that. Like, even if we elect leaders, I I always point out, like, Hitler was elected, right? Democratically elected? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not an argument against democracy as such, but it's not like, it's not like we elect people, just because we elect them doesn't mean that it's ethically or morally right. Like, we could elect a real bastard because we're a real bastard society. It doesn't mean it's, like, the right thing to do. Or or that it's any better than somebody who inherits it through money or blood or, or I mean, inheritance, whatever. Yeah, which blood attached to money and power. And that would, I guess that would be part of my point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say, okay, well, hmm, this is why I always lean towards, like, anarchism. But I'm still... In what way? Meaning that any semblance of the state is... I think by its very structure, like prone to cannibalize the society. I mean, is it is that just because it's made up of humans? I mean, it's maybe, not. Yeah, maybe we need angelic beings. <laughs> I mean, I would say there's nothing wrong with the idea of being governed. You know, a leader that you look up to as wise that can guide this group of people in you know, a positive way. I mean, I don't, I don't see that as a logical impossibility. No, I don't, uh, I don't either. I guess I have the problem with like, but what if I don't consent to that? Like, what if that person becomes a tyrant and everyone seems okay with it? And, and you're don't, saying, I don't cons- what, 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 like, are they going to use force and violence and coercion to get me to do what they want? If and you're I, saying that will necessarily happen? Yeah, I think... With anybody that has power? Sure. Or any entity that has power in a monopolistic way? Right. I mean, I, uh, power corrupts. I mean, there isn't a necessarily at the end of that. Like, I, I read it as power sometimes corrupts, not like power always corrupts. I got to pour one out for the homies because I think oh. a bunch of bugs got into my drink. There's a lot of bugs. I wouldn't be surprised. There are a lot of bugs up here. What the hell's going on? No, I don't think it's like a universal imperative that power has to corrupt. But I guess just by its very nature, like, I mean, how would how would one set up a state that doesn't initiate coercion upon you just because you live in that geographical location? So I have a hard time philosophically with that. Like, I don't why do we give this entity we call the state, which is what we just invent in a way, to do that. If we can if we can come up with a way to do that that doesn't do that, doesn't initiate violence against people. I don't think you're you're ever gonna have essentially an idea uh that everybody has to adhere to that that can overcome the corrupt human soul. Mm. I mean I I think you only have better or worse governments. You you're not gonna have anything that can overcome the human um trajectory. Uh, yeah. Like maybe maybe that's why there hasn't been, 
you know, civilizations that last over what a quarter of a uh, half a millennia or something. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think who knows? I we haven't found a form of go- of government that yeah. has lasted. Yeah, and, and and in my my anarchist leanings, we haven't found an anarchist society that can do it either. Because even and I mean, so to me, I become pragmatic. Like if there's a vote to legalize cannabis or something on a federal level well my endorsing by voting is endorsing this thing that i say i disagree with but at the same time like i'm still going to vote to have someone say yeah we need to legalize this you know or end this stupid drug war so i'm practical in the fact that i lean anarchist but i still endorse these state functions by i'll vote for that Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I don't vote on certain things because a lot of the stuff I just find bullshit, but some things I, I have voted on. I would say that government is necessary. I wouldn't say it's a necessary evil. I don't think, again, I, I said this, but I don't think there's any problem with having a leader. Yeah. But, you know, on this side of heaven or whatever, the kingdom to come, I mean, like, I mean, like you said, anarchy, anarchy, anarchy doesn't last last either i mean eventually people want some sort of order yes shit we're we're like this is the analogy i I use we're like heroin addicts with the way we structure our society government religion politics and yeah going like cold turkey off of heroin is probably a terrible idea like let's have a stateless society like if theoretically we wouldn't have to have a government just as people like we would just do the right thing all the time. Right. But, but that's not taking place, obviously. So we need, we can't just go cold turkey to that because we'll, we'll just destroy ourselves. So in the meantime, we need, I think, some sort of government that functions pragmatically toward lifting up the society for but, all people. Like, how, how would you. So how would you go about? Can I fill my drink? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep asking, ask that question. Um, how would you go about taking care of infrastructure? I mean, do you think that like capitalism would eventually would have to take care of it, and that you know it would be taken care of privately? Which yeah. that doesn't really seem to happen. I haven't I haven't researched that, but I mean, it seems like you need to have some sort of government come in and make sure that the Roads are taken care of. Um, teachers are getting paid. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I haven't thought about this kind of stuff in a long time, and I never got into like the practical. And I don't think you, you and I have actually talked about that. Like, it was, no, I remember. Uh, you know, before we, before we really started chilling. Yeah, before it all took off. I, I think mean, I was pretty hardcore anar- anarchist. Anarchist, yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily say I'm I'm not. Like I never I mean, I know people have ideas about how that would work. But yeah, I just see what what really got me away from my like anarchism practically is that yeah, shit doesn't get taken care of. Like I Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been yeah. more hardcore back then and said, Yeah, the private sector will take care of it and there is some truth to the fact that like I still think uh, from what I've understood, like the roads are maintained by private companies that are just bid through the con through the government. government yeah. um, and anytime you have competition for a service, it becomes a cheaper, better service than if you have something monopolized. So it's some form of, you know, both. I don't know if that's true, but 
I would have said that a long time ago. It right. might still be true. I'm I'm just not I'm not sure. Which is why I've way backed off my anarchism. Like I think it's more of an ideal. I mean, but yeah. people are shitty. If so. we were all aliens, I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not aliens, <laughs> angels, <laughs> which then, might be aliens. Which yeah, you never could know. Be the same thing. Could be the same thing. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. No, I've never really done any angelology. People have asked me about angels. I'm like, fuck if I know. Jeez, I've never worked that one out. I've worked demons out way more than I've worked out angels. But maybe that's a topic for another <laughs> episode. Um, Eventually, we'll have to get there. We're going to run out of all other topics. Yeah, there's never topics to run out of. You just have to be creative in your thinking. <laughs> Which means we'll have to talk about shit that we're, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> or we'll just have to do more reading. I feel like I need to do more reading. Really? I feel like I'm running out of new things to say. I've been getting toward where I want to read and write more. I haven't been writing. I haven't been reading at all. But I feel in the itch a little bit. So I've been reading a lot of politics as usual, but yeah. it's been a while since I read a Well, David Bentley Hart book. had a book come out that is called That All Shall Be Saved. Yeah. Maybe we should read that together. Yeah, we should. We can discuss it on the show. With uh, my dad. We should read it with my yeah, dad. Yeah. Your dad, Rick Machuga, great philosopher, wrote a great book called Three Theological Mistakes. We'll pick it up today. Mm-hmm. It's good. I've referenced that book many times, especially his uh, stuff on free will. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Your dad is really good about um, shredding the libertarian uh, free will stance, which I love. I'll pass that along. He, he doesn't listen to our show yet, but... That's fine. I don't think I know anyone in my direct contact that do. <laughs> I don't think... Lindsay, I don't think my wife has listened at all. I think I think my wife has listened to half of them, which oh, isn't... That's, that's really good. That's really good. Lindsay listens to Heritage Capiar. I, sometimes I do too much shit, like she can't keep up, and I can't blame her. <laughs> like, I have another book coming out, or it'll have come out when this rec- uh, launches. If she reads it, she reads it. If not, like... Devoted? Yeah. Yeah. On the 10th, and this episode is dropping... What is today? It's dropping on the 14th, so yeah. It'll have been out for a couple days. So go pick it up, motherfuckers! Is that a Tuesday? Fuck if I know. Like a video game? Yeah, no. On the 10th? No, I don't no, know. It's birthday. a Monday. Oh, okay. So, oh no, ours are always Monday. Devoted as fuck is on Thursday. This Thursday. This last Thursday. Mm. It's hard to talk in the past tense. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be coming out. But I don't really get into politics on that one. Just a couple things. I think at the end of the day, yeah, I, where I want to disagree is on the mechanism of how we get to lifting up the poor, lifting up the oppressed, being having a servant attitude toward yeah. the people. Like, if we disagree I mean, I think, on social democratism, um, anarchism, minarchism, from Bernie Sanders to Ron Paul, and the whole spectrum, which would, they would be on the opposite spectrum, but they'd they'd want to do the same things like they're anti-war they're anti-drug war they just disagree on how we get there right then that's cool if you're just like no that's not the focus then i'm just like go fuck yourself even if you agree with me i'm like you're i tell my old self i tell my really hardcore anarchist self to go fuck himself (laughs) i mean i think i think keith giles would say and i would agree that you have to you you only get there spiritually um I mean, if we, if everybody were good Christian men, as much as I hate to say that, I mean, I think <laughs> I think that would that would only help. I mean, 
with even the patriarchal men. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would I would say if you're a good Buddhist, then I mean, yeah. eventually you're going to find the right form of government. I mean, yeah. and actually, I, I don't even know if the form of government matters if everybody is no. either a good Buddhist or a good. That's uh, where I've got. That's where I've gotten to. If everyone was a really great communist, no problem. No, not a problem yeah. at all. I'm almost, I'm almost to where I'm like a voluntarist communist. Like I think we should voluntarily commune with each other. That would be my like ultimate title. I don't know if that's a thing, but but that's the ideal. That's like the. This is the. Well, idea. it's a thing now. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. There you go. Voluntarist communist. <clears throat> I think that's that that would be ideal. How we structure that? I have no fucking clue. That's not my. I don't know. That's not my. Forte. I don't know. I, I don't know how you force spirituality down mm-hmm. somebody's throat. I mean, I just. Yeah, I just try to do it in my life. Like I try to, I, you know, we have to live in our context. We have to pay taxes. I mean, we have to. Yeah. Do all this shit. We gotta. I had. I drive a car. I wish I didn't drive my fucking Jeep. I wish I drove something that didn't like lose any Tesla. energy. Yeah. yeah what, I wish I could afford a I wish Tesla. I could do that. Shit. Yeah. But we do have to live in, you know. You you could in walk. Your context. You could walk or ride your bike. To I work. could. I could. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I could do that. I but could. I'm, I'm not going to do. That. I could every morning make my daughter ride her bike to school, which is two miles, and then I could ride back, get all my shit, and I could ride my bike to my client's house, which is all over the county. <laughs> I could have them hop on the handlebars. Right. <laughs> yeah. My boss would love that. Dude with cerebral palsy on my handlebars, me riding all the way to Orland. Fuck. <laughs> Matt, why did you work 17 hours that day with one client? It was a long fucking ride. Yeah, the commute was... The commute was fucking terrible. How'd you get there? On my bike. Dude with a cane on the front. It took a while. Shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wish I could do all that shit. But I'm also pragmatic. I gotta ride this Jeep out until it dies, and it wants to die. I feel like I'm getting a piggyback ride from an 85 year old woman or man. It sounds twice as worse going in reverse. It sounds terrible. It sounds like <laughs> every time I back out of my driveway, I I get embarrassed. Like my neighbor's gonna be walking by, like, what the fuck's wrong with this? Dumbass. But you haven't bought a brand new SUV, so no, and I won't, and I won't because you but have morals. Because I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm not a filthy rag. Sorry, Calvinists. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Calvinists. Fuck Calvinism. No, not fuck Calvinism. No, they're going to heaven too, just despite of it, not because eventually. Of it. That's all. <laughs> just plain. You're going to heaven because of universalism, not Calvinism. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> You're going to heaven because of Jesus. Right. There you go. I'm cool with that. I'm also cool with your, you can be in heaven because of the Buddha. I love the both ands rather than the either ors. Right. I mean, both. I mean, the I am, ha- I am totally okay with saying that the, perhaps Jesus is the ultimate, the ultimate way. But the Buddha's chilling with him. The, but but the, but the Buddhist knows how how to talk about him, and he was he was part of your journey too. Yeah. So there you go. Any any I, I've gotten to the point where every spiritual seeker is, in a way, talk about yeah, the Jesuses, the Francis of Assisi's, the Richard Rohrs, yeah. the Brad Jerzaks. Like Brad Jerzak's hilarious to me because like he's way orthodox, and I lo- I like that. And he would, we talked about this in our last interview with him, he would disagree with Richard Rohr on some things, 
and also recognize that Richard Rohr is like the most godliest person and they would like be the best of friends. I just, I, I love that kind of stuff. Who someone's like, yeah, this is where I'm at and I'm totally cool with you not being there. I'm totally cool with you being, I've me heard, disagreeing with that. I've heard that the, the saints are more diverse than the tyrants. Like oh, all the, all yes, the tyrants kind of yes, seem the same, yes, but the saints, they're so yes. different and, and they're, they're all, all definitely godly, yes, but they're yes. very, very different. Yeah. If you talk about like the, um, like if you imagine like God as a white male with a beard, as we always do. <laughs> but you know, you imagine like Jesus yeah. chilling up there. I always imagine just like, yeah, but it's, it's like the Buddha, Rumi, Francis, Bawa Muhayyadeen. Nice. Like all the fucking like, just the mystic, the guys who just got it. And gals. Uh, uh, Teresa of Avila. Right. Madeline Langle, uh, Brenny Brown, just all like all the people who just—it just seems like they get it. Like that's that's the that's the saints. It's a very, but it's a very eclectic mix. And this is where I would bring in specifically Buddhism. I'm uh, sorry, Hinduism. I think talks uh-huh. about it specifically. Yeah. Um, it, it, in that in their worldview. I mean, I know that Buddhism has the same kind of worldview as Hinduism does, but. Um, they they kind of steal it, if I remember. But that everybody is um, part of the Godhead is a unique expression of the universe yeah. from this spe- specific yeah. spot. Brahman. So, of course, I mean, if Teresa is being completely Teresa, just herself, the best self that she can be, of course she's going to have a different perspective yeah. on reality than yeah. Francis of Assisi, who totally. lived in a different spot. Yeah. In the universe, yeah, um, yeah, but the tyrants are all the same. The fundamentalists are also the same, right? Right. Hell is so. Ah, it's all about conformity. It's all about. It's all about conformity. Just absolute power. Or the Christian fundamentalists I, and the Muslim fundamentalists are not that different. In it's all about like the written word, like a, mm, a text. That's uh, true too. Something that you can't deviate from, right? I mean, the law in the worst sense in of the... In the worst sense of the word. In the worst sense, right. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The letter of the law to the letter in degree. Like, the most stringent, rigid letter of the law. Rather than, well, what's the spirit of the law? What's the point? Yeah, like... Love one another. <laughs> the like, spirit of driving 35 miles an hour is just to be safe and not kill anybody. Yeah. It's not to actually drive 35 miles 35 an hour. Miles an if there's hour. a traffic jam, you're not fucking going 35. <laughs> right. You can rear end someone. Right. And if there's no one on the road, if you go 40 like, and you're safe, like, you're good. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, good cops recognize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, like, you know what's going on. Dude's flying at 60. Shit. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's still room for judgment. Of course. There's the actual context of yeah. the situation. The spirit of the law of anything is always better always better which is why i kind of laugh at like even when like constitutionalists bringing it back to politics conservatives team seem to be like really constitutional seems like they should be and they are but it's all it's all about exegesis or hermeneutics it's how, how you interpret it do you interpret the spirit of the constitution or literally like down to the word but even that gets to your interpretation of it you can't really know what the people who drafted the Constitution were really thinking 
experiencing you just taking their written word. Right. I which mean, it's, they it's, could assume something when they wrote it, and you could be interpreting it way different. It's, I mean, yeah, it's one document speaking for how many voices? I don't remember. I mean, it, it can't speak for all of them specifically. No. And even if it did, they can't all uniformly agree because they're all approaching it from their different... Their specific spot specific in the universe. Spot. Yeah. So you could have two dudes, you could have Hancock and Jefferson, who have, you know, any of these founding fathers... When they write the one document and sign it, it could mean slightly different things to different people, and it's kind of like the telephone game. If you if you asked each specific founder to interpret, you might their get a little constitution, different. it would be I would say it would yeah. be a little bit different. A little different, and then telephone game passed yeah. on to the next year, a little different, next generation, a little different, and now we're just all interpreting it like any ancient text: the Bible, the Quran, yeah. the Bhagavad Gita. Any of the ancient texts, which we would say, no, nah, I think it means this, and they might have had this slant, or no, oh, no, 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 it's this, and it has this right. slant, and you're like... But you could easily step aside from that and say that they all have kind of the same spirit. That's where you got to get to the spirit of the law. you got to yeah. get the spirit of what's going on here. What's the spirit of this thing? Like, you could talk about different Buddhist interpretations of whatever text, but you you could see... That they would all have the same Buddhist perspective. That, sure. Like they're they're definitely not like Nazis. No, yeah. they no the, the the Buddhist on the enlightened Buddhist on one end and the enlightened Buddhist on the other end of whatever theological, anthropological, spiritual discussion they're having would talk to each other. The fundamentalists would, and this is the paradox of the whole universe. The fundamentalists couldn't really. They can't talk to each other, yeah. even if they're on, but they're saying the same thing. The fundamentalist Muslim and the fundamentalist Christian are essentially saying the same thing, but they can never talk to each other. The enlightened Muslim and the enlightened Christian would have vastly different cosmologies, ontologies, and but it, it, from their perspective, but they would say essentially kind of the same thing, and they'd be able to talk to each other. That's a great paradox. Yeah, that's... That's pretty heavy. I, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I, I agree. I'm thinking about it. Isn't that crazy, though? <laughs> you couldn't sit down a fundamentalist Westboro Baptist Church member and a fundamentalist ISIS member and have them sit at this table and have a nice dialogue. No, because they'd be so focused on their own texts. But wouldn't they look the same standing From the outside, yeah. They would look exactly the same. But from the outside... <laughs> but, I mean, I would say from the outside... Francis and um, Thomas Aquinas, they look totally different. Sure. But I would still say that they're Christian. They would shake hands. Uh, There's subtlety there. Sure. Yeah. But you can definitely see a difference. Just like you can get the Dalai Lama and Richard Rohr at the same table. They'd probably be pretty similar, I would say. But but You would stand from the outside, you'd be like, oh, these dudes are the same religion. Yeah. They're the same church. They're the same sect. And you'd be like, oh, no, one's... Dalai Lama Buddhist, and one's Franciscan, so Catholic. So more subtleties, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. would be like, "Oh my God!" From the outside, it would be like, "Oh, you blew my mind." Yeah. But they would they would totally get along. They'd give each other a holy kiss at the end, depending on their culture. <laughs> they would hug it out. They would have a great conversation. You'd want to record that shit. You'd want to be a fly on the wall. I would not want to be oh, a fly yeah. on the wall for ISIS versus or ISIS <laughs> talking to Westboro. 
I, I would, but for other reasons. I would, but for other reasons. As long as, as, long as I'm a fly and I yeah. can't get hit right. from <laughs> the shit I, that's I'd going be curious, throw. but I wouldn't. Curious, yes. I wouldn't actually want to be a fly. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to, like, <laughs> join a podcast with him. I would with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu or Richard Rohr or any of the enlightened spiritual leaders of our day. I think we, we miss that. We always give... Um, we're getting off the top topic of politics, but that's okay. Well, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it, it always tied. Everything can be tied in. I mean, it, it it's tied into how we how we get away from government. Yeah, right? sure. Well, and it also gets tied into sometimes we look at the founding fathers as some holy figures, just like we look at the early church as like the perfect church, or the all the because they said it in the first yeah. century. They're therefore. They're perfect. They're per- yeah. yeah, we we view that same hermeneutic almost like with uh, you know founding fathers documents, but we never listen to the, the leaders of our time. You know, a prophet is never welcome in his hometown. It's a hundred years until we realize how great someone was. I mean, it, you know. I mean, I know Obama wasn't per- wasn't perfect, but certainly not. He's he was popular, and I would uh, he was like ranked number. He was eighth. By whoever among yeah. amongst all presidents, ranked. you think that'll go down to a higher figure, up to a higher figure, like sixth as time goes on. Like it, like it's pretty crazy to have him rank yeah. so high early on, after he is done. After history shakes it out, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm honestly not sure. I mean, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I only recently got into politics yeah. recently because because of Donald Trump. So I, I really only know, am aware of, you know, yeah. the past two, three years. So. Yeah, I'm really bad with the, the facts of the matter, the ins and outs, who does what, names. I'm more, yeah. I, I like to think about the big ideas. Yeah. What is? Yeah, for me, yeah, for me, it's always about <clears throat> the what philosophy. Are they yeah, the philosophy behind everything. Yeah, I, I mean, but eight sounds eighth sounds about right to me. I would have no idea of ranking it. There's some presidents that they listen, that they list, and I hear them, and I'm just like, who the fuck is that? I think there's a president named Pierce. Last name Pierce? Yeah, maybe. Doesn't ring a bell. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's how much I fucking know. <laughs> I am I am exposing my uh, my ignorance. And then I, there's I could, probably at least, there's at least 10 that I've never heard of. Or... Right. I bet there, I bet I can only name 20 <laughs> presidents. Wait, that you that you that I could name off the top of my head, right? Okay. If yeah. I saw a list, I wouldn't be surprised by. I'd be surprised by a couple of them. Still, I think one of them's Pierce. <laughs> I think that's a fucking president, Jesus. Well, I mean, then there's got to be somebody beside that. Yeah, there's like at least five of them. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is yeah. that? That was a what? The president? Shit. <laughs> fuck if I know. I couldn't put them in order. It's it's not your fault that they're not memorable. You know, it's, that's not on <laughs> right. you. Yeah, that's on you. You were in there for two months and you were terrible. And you died of cholera. I, right? Sorry. I think a couple of them died. <laughs> at least one or two died in office. Yeah, it's, it's a handful of them. A couple were assassinated. I know those. But as far as like naming all 50, is Trump, Trump's 45. It's almost 50. I can't, I can't name but 20 of them off the top of my head. I bet. I'm not even going to try. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. If it was a multiple choice, maybe I'd get more. But <laughs> this is the nature of multiple choice. I, I would fail. 
I mean, I'd fail too. On is this was this a president? Would you? I would. And fail. then you had a name. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I know the name, but fuck, what the fuck did he do in 1831? I don't know. Was it a white guy with a stupid beard and a stupid? No, and wig? I'm. I'm saying just sim- simply, simply was he a president? I mean, yeah, no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just start rattling off names. Andrew Johnson. <laughs> Fuck. Sounds right. Pretty. I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he was. I think it was Andrew Jackson and Lyndon Johnson as Andrew. one person. There was an Andrew, though. There was. Andrew Jackson, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And a Lyndon Johnson after Kennedy. But I don't know if there's an Andrew Johnson. <laughs> you said two fucking names. <laughs> what is was it Andrew Jackson? The John only... Quincy Jackson. <laughs> who who got who got impeached other than than Clinton? I don't know. I, I thought it some was either old... Johnson or Jackson. It might have been some old white dude. I'll look it up. With a terrible wig. Is John Quincy Jackson a president? I still want to know. John Quincy Adams? Oh, uh, I think John Quincy Adams. He was. John Quincy Jackson was not. (laughs) (laughs) If you fucked that one up, man. I don't know what to say. How many presidents were impeached? I'm going to guess three. Is it it four? Oh, it's actually two. Two? Yeah. That's it? Nixon was Because Nixon was uh, Clinton and then the other person. Who's the other guy? Either Johnson or Jackson. (laughs) This is like a Seinfeld episode. The other guy. It's only two. Well, then who is it? Uh, that, that's what I'm working Trump on. Will be the, do you think Trump will be the third? Yeah. yeah. I, I would bet money on that. Yeah. Yeah. At least impeached. Not, maybe not yeah, convicted. not removed. No, who knows? I would bet money that he won't be removed. If I had to bet money. I don't think it's impossible, but if I had to bet money, I would say that he won't be removed. I think my percentage for him getting reelected has gone down. I think it's 50-50 now. I was, how high was I? 70-30? That he would get reelected. I think it's dropped yeah. to fifty fifty. I should stand strong and go up to eighty twenty, but I'm going fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. The cynic in me is like, nah, his numbers will go up. Fifty fifty, and that I wouldn't be surprised either way. I can't be surprised either way at all. Have no expectations. You won't be surprised. I don't have an expectation at this point. Who is the other? You got the other name? Andrew Johnson. No, that's not a president. <laughs> I made that shit up. Andrew Johnson? Right right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I said a name that is a yeah. president that I thought wasn't. The, <laughs> exactly. The, that's how much I fucking know. The 17th president. Andrew Johnson? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's why. You, all, you just always be vague. <laughs> I tried. I tried to be vague. And I wasn't. Fucking white dude named Andrew Johnson. I just thought of the whitest name I could. And it happened to be a president. That's pretty white, and it just happened that that name was impeached. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> just proving my point. Talk to me about political philosophy, but not political history. I don't really know. Right. I don't I don't study it. I'm sorry. Well, I would say that's uh, where we connect is that it's more about the big ideas. <laughs> yeah. Then. It's always been about that. Yeah. It's always been about that. Like I've dorked out on like some technical biblical shit and history of theology sure. more than you have. But still our conversations have blossomed when it's more abstract and big idea ish than if it's Yeah. 
what's the proper way of understanding prosopopoia throughout Romans 1 through 4? And you'd be like, right. I don't know, Matt, you tell me. <laughs> and that's just, that, all that just says, that's not my thing. It's not my thing anymore either. I gave my boss, she gave me a promotion, I gave her a book. I was like, hey, I think you'd like this. She's, she's cool. I gave her a book that I had laying around, one that I wrote. <laughs> and I almost apologized for it being scholarly because I was just like, I don't write like this anymore. I'm not interested in scholarly. And it's not even scholarly. It's just as scholarly as I would ever get. And I'm just kind of, I, I mean, love are you my in- scholar friends, but I, I just can't get down with it. But you're not embarrassed by it being scholarly. Oh, no, no. I think yeah. it's like fucking yeah. yeah. When it comes to what I believe, I'm probably still right. That's for the, and at least at least eighty percent of the ideas here. Maybe not the style of writing. That's the my interest. Thomas Aquinas in you. Oh boy, your dad would love that being the Thomas that he is. Uh-huh. I don't know. I know. I know some Aquinas. I knew more like before. I forgot it. I read Aquinas. I don't. <laughs> other than what my dad has said, I, I just, don't. Once I like, if I get a year removed from even thinking about one thing or one person or one contribution to. Calvin, Luther, all this shit. It just, like, it's in my brain still. I know that's how the brain works. I just don't know the directions to that (laughs) neuron any longer. I can't make those synapses fire. I can't dig up those. Maybe if I studied more, I'd get back into it, but. But, I mean, they might be the details, but, I mean, you've, you've hung on to the, I've gleaned the general. Yeah, I've gleaned the cliff notes. Yeah, I mean. Which I think is fine. If nothing else, it's informed. Yeah. Presently, how you think about your world? I mean, what your worldview yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. It's informed my, my. I'm still like super solid on the big ideas that I believe in, yeah. and I and it, with a little work, I could cite you know my progression of thinking. But sometimes the, I mean, unless you're just in that world all the time, you just start to lose. It's like it's like being in school. Like you regurgitate the test, and then you go on to the next thing. Like. You know, you haven't necessarily learned anything. You just are good at test taking. Pretty sure my IQ has gone down, though. You think it has <laughs> since high school? Since high school, really? Yeah, I don't know about that. Have you ever taken one of those online IQ tests? I know they're not that accurate. No, I haven't. It's just a guess. I bet you're in the one twenty to one forty range. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm in the one. It was like the high 130s. I hope I'm not below. And genius I'm pretty is 140. Sh- I'm not genius. Right. I would hope I'm not below 120, and I'm pretty sure I'm not above 140. So yeah, that sounds I'm, about I'm right. Sure about, yeah, I think that's where that's where we both are at, I'm guessing. If we actually took it between 120 and 140. If I got over 140, I'd, I'd be surprised. If I got under 120, I'd be surprised. I'm not saying it's I not would impossible. be surprised if you were over it, too. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to study. And I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> no, I won't do that. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can, as human beings, agree with each other, and then the person would be offended? I'd be like, I'm not. I'd be surprised if I was over 140. You'd be like, 150? You'd be like, what the hell, man? I'm surpri- yeah, I still want you to disagree with me. So we do want each other to disagree. I, I want you to say, no, I think you'd be at 160. You'd be like, oh. You're just stroking my dick. But if you agree with me, you're like, yeah, I'd be surprised too, man. No, <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> that's terrible. That's, I mean, that's just false modesty to me. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> False modesty is kind of unattractive, gotta be honest. If you kill something, fucking own it, man. Have a little confidence, have a little swagger. 
False modesty, you got no swagger. Oh, shuck. It's like almost an old shucks thing. It wasn't me, it was Jesus. No, you fucking killed that, man. You killed it. It's okay. <sighs> Christian musicians are the worst for that false modesty. Worship is great, man. That was just the Holy Spirit flowing through me, brother. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's not about me, and we're very conscious about the fact that it's not about yeah, me. Yeah, and that becomes, that's the double bind Watts would want to put you in. Don't you think how egotistical it is to be, it's like the, uh, you know, you're egotistical about your false modesty. That now becomes mm -hmm. the idol, the pedestal. Yeah, your modesty becomes the idol. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas, like, yeah, I know that I'm really good with a bow and arrow. I can always hit the the bullseye. Like, yeah, I've, I have always hit the bullseye. I know that I'm good with a bow and arrow. Right. And when I don't, it's because I know I fucked up. Right. But that's just being honest. <laughs> you wouldn't be, you would essentially be lying if you yeah. said that, ah, I'm not ah, that good. Ah. No, like, you, oh, you're you just trying you're to play good. it off because that, that you think is going to get you. Because you have made modesty an idol. Yeah, there you go. The double bind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think we've solved all the uh, political issues of our day. Yeah, this session was good. It was like. good. I and I, like I kind of want to wrap it up before it gets bad. Before it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reality is I have, to, I have to urinate. I have to micturate. Yeah, and I'm ready to chill. You ready to chill? Netflix and chill? Or just chill? No. No, just chill. I tried to get you. <laughs> Your guard is up today. Well played. I just started drinking. Okay, there you go. Well, thank you for listening, everybody who is listening. We really appreciate uh, that. If you can't get enough of the Bonfire Sessions and you want, uh, as of this point, five extra episodes, join us on Patreon, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash the Bonfire Sessions. And please join our Facebook group. We will add you. And, um, yeah, we'll just make the group what um, people make it. If you want to post, post. If you don't, don't. And that is what it is. But thank you for listening. As always, don't be a massive dick. Be a micro dick. Be a micro dick. Have a massive dick with, and be a micro dick. There you go. Is that offensive? I feel like that's offensive in our culture now. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I mean, it's not to me, but I feel like I don't have a good I, I don't, thermostat on I'm that. Not, yeah. I'm not going to shame you if you have a small penis. I don't care about your <laughs> penis size. Don't tell me about it. It's, it's how you do it. It's not what you're working with. It's the intention you bring to the game. Ocean of the ocean is a thing. The motion of the ocean? Yep. Is that what you say to yourself when you're fucking? <laughs> motion of the ocean. That's your mantra? It's just, it's all about... It's Are we still recording yet? <laughs> uh, we love y'all. Thanks. Thanks.